I'm old. You're not. Shut up. <gasps> You're hot. Ravi, get off Grinder. I mean, call me out. Boomer and the Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so wrong. <laughs> Hi, so here we are. We're back for episode three of Boomer and the Millennial. This is Cheryl Stern, the Boomer. <laughs> and Ravi Roth, the Millennial. And we have an amazing guest with us today, the fabulous star of stage, Allie B. Gorey. And we can't wait to share with you the fabulousness of this woman as she helps us as a Gen Zer, right? Well, I'm on the cusp, really. Are you? Well, yeah. we, just found, we, we just found out that she's actually a millennial. She's like six six years. She's 60? No. <laughs> no, I look like that Gen Z. Me. That's right. <laughs> she does look Gen Z. <laughs> she looks 12. Okay. But so so you're you're a cusp of, of Gen X and Gen Z. Millennial. Oh. She's a millennial. Yeah. You're a millennial. A, little, a little on the cusp. A little. But uh, she can definitely be my daughter. So No, she can be my <laughs> daughter. Though. Your mother is younger than me. We're going to back up because we wanted to talk about one of our favorite topics, which is... What have you been, been up doing to lately? lately? See, so close, it. guys. So close. It's close enough for a podcast. Jane. 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 <laughs> Jane. Anyone God. get that reference? So I had a rough morning. So what did I do? I Shops. went to the Time Warner Center, which is right up the street. I and knew I, it. So you knew went, it. So this you went back it. to shut you. So of course, your outlet. Your I outlet is. I went to the outlet. <laughs> Where'd you go, Crew? No, I was in. I was just walking around. I don't need anything. I was just like walking, and I went into Kohan because there was a fifty percent off sale, and I had seen these beige nude suede <laughs> stretchy boots that everybody says you I have knew to it was have. Boots. You know. It was boots and I'd seen them. them at Stuart Weitzman and they're like seven eight hundred dollars and of course I'm not going to do that because I am a recovering shopaholic but at Kohan they had them for 99 so I tried them on and they're really cute but the heel's a little high and I did break my foot a few months ago so like what am I thinking but the guy is like pushing me and he's telling me I can return them so I bring home the frigging 99 dollar pink suede boots that I will be returning because I do not need them and what they're too high but did I not do it Yes, because that's the struggle, and the struggle mm. is real. But you know what? You admit it. I am admitting it. And, and that return um, will feel even sweeter. The return sweeter. will feel sweet, but we'll also check them out later tonight and yeah, see I'll if they I'll are cute. Yeah, I'll around the living room. <laughs> You're going to let Allie B, are you a six and a half? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Allie B, in our effort to get to know you and for our audience to get to know you, what have you been up to lately? Oh, gosh. So many things. <laughs> Great things. Tell so them about great things. Abel. Well, yes. Yeah, so, so I was trying to find a segue. So I, I just went for it. Tell us the most fabulous thing. <laughs> so Abel is a new series I'm working on. It features artists, actors, directors, advocates, comedians, storytellers in the entertainment industry who happen to have disabilities. And so it's a docu-series style web series. And each episode is about a 25-ish minute chunk into one individual guest's experience. Mm -hmm. So you get to hear their individual specific perspective. Because, again, not all disabilities are the same. Shocker. Um, You'd be surprised, guys. And my my co-producer and I are two 20-somethings trying to get this thing, you know, eventually on a big streaming platform. So 
we go into these meetings and we're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm in awe because you are two twenty somethings doing this and you're creating content and you're you're a politi- you've become a political activist. And I've watched you grow just in the two years I've known you into somebody who's taken everything into your own hands. And to me it's like so beautiful and what your generation just does naturally and that what we're still trying to catch up with. You're a self starter, Allie. Thank you. And and Allie's disability is Allie is visually impaired. Yeah, visually impaired, legally Legally blind. blind. Is is, which is that an expression? Because that's what we're going to get into. Yeah, that is considered acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things you could say, and we could all get wrapped up in terminology all day. I just say visually impaired. There's low vision, legally blind, visually impaired, vision impaired. I mean, there's so many terms that I think everyone just kind of picks one. Yeah, I like visually impaired because you can also abbreviate it to visually impaired person which is vip i love oh. it and and i love that your your series is called abled yeah a- yeah able able yeah able. To disabled. Right. right yeah that's so fa- so do you feel like in the entertainment industry and in like musical theater or like the tv film world because you're also an actress and you audition for things a lot do you feel like that you've been given uh, as equal of an opportunity to get in for certain projects um with your disability you can totally call it that do you but do you prefer that term or do you i use it i use it because i'm just like let's call a spade a spade like it's a disability that's i could say a different ability i could say a lot of things because because it says like all you know in the cast notice says like all races genders sexual orientations and abilities or disabilities it depends on the notice right um i don't i'm fine calling it a disability it's what i've grown up with and i've never been like ouch dagger in my heart well actually maybe when i was like 10 but then i got over it um Long, that's another story but um, yeah so as far as auditioning it really depends on the casting director the casting office and the types of projects so I learned within my first year or two in the city who was kind of on the cutting edge of being a forward thinker and, and inclu- someone is someone who is a champion of inclusion certain casting offices are really great at that certain ones maybe are not and that's okay and we might not always be on the same page or I've a casting director has straight up looked at me and been like what's wrong with your face like why are your eyes looking like that mm. in an audition and I'm just like oh, wow. definitely a better way to ask that question but now that you've asked you know um so with me what's tricky is because my disability you will notice it if I'm singing and like looking at a spot on the wall because my eyes don't focus they just kind of do whatever they want you might notice it some days if I've had nine hours of sleep and, you know, all water, you might not notice it. I mean, there's so many different hmm. things that make me look like I have a disability or look like I don't. But because my disability isn't super, like they say on breakdowns, it's not a physical disability where I'm not in a chair. I don't use um, any kind of mobility assistance. You might not know when you first look at me. Mm-hmm. And so it really depends on the kind of day I've had or who's in the room to see who's going to be more accepting of it. It's been funny, though. In dance calls, it's tricky because I have to be on the front row where there's no hope for me. Like, I can pick up choreography, and I'm a big tack dancer. Wow. But if they say switch lines, I say no. <laughs> like, I literally will tell <laughs> the choreographer. You're a big diva. Yeah, a lot of the girls do, but now they just know me okay. and they know that I'm not. But I have to tell the choreographer ahead of time, hey, just so you know, like, I'm visually impaired, and you're going to say switch lines, and I'm not going to. So just so that's in the clear. Don't treat me any differently. Just know that. And sometimes I'll try to explain that to a choreographer before the call. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever, go. And they just shoo you away. So you're like, cool, cool. Maybe not someone I'm going to go back in for next week, you know? And that's okay. 
And this is a woman who I did a show with two years ago where it involved stage combat. Yeah, a lot of fighting. sword fighting. We oh. actually had a sword fighting scene. We did. I, we, us two fighting with, with swords. With wooden dowels. So bad. But this one nails it every night wow. perfectly. And no one ever knows that she has any sort of visual impairment. And that's what's so incredible because... You just have to figure out how to navigate it differently. It. You just do it all. And it's only if you talk about it do we even think about it. And oh. that's what's so completely awesome. So um, I wanted Allie to come today specifically because we get into this whole discussion about what is politically correct to say in terms of gender identity, in terms of disability, in terms of so many things. And in our last episode, Cheryl the Boomer is talking about, we were talking about dating, and Robbie's talking about, you know, all these oh. online things and Tinder and Grindr and this and that and that. And he's like, "How did? what did you do when you were dating? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, somebody fixed you up and they called you or... Or, or I said, I, you know, you had to go to bars and just sit there at the bar and act like you weren't really interested, but then you are interested, and that was just retarded. I said retarded. Mm -hmm. It came out of my mouth, and it was after you and I had gone to see that unbelievable performance of another friend of ours who does a group with disabled people who sing and dance and act and do poetry and it was the most awesome thing I'd ever seen and I cried my eyes out and then yeah. a day later we're recording a podcast and that comes out of me and I'm fascinated by what we do with this that people who are my age and who are oriented towards saying things that we didn't see as derogatory because they just became part of the vernacular. Yeah. And fortunately, we've moved past that and beyond it. But I get, you know, mm -hmm. pushback from fr you guys, from friends my age, when these the things come out of my mouth. Queer comes out of my mouth, meaning odd as opposed to gay or derogatory because we used to use queer for everything. And I don't know what to do with it, and I feel... Like, I need a primer. <laughs> I need a course. Well, but you're getting it. I mean, that's the whole point this podcast is. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the point. I'm not the point, but it is one benefit for sure. Yeah. And I honestly think the fact that you're realizing that you're oh saying God. words or words are coming out of you and you're like, oh. The fact that you are at least having the thought, because I can tell you where I'm from in Birmingham, Alabama. They don't care. People don't even have the thought. They just say it and they're like, well, yeah. So you hear that all you hear all sorts. I see all sorts of language. Oh yes, 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 yes. And like I love my hometown, but we have a lot of work to do still. Yeah, a lot of great things are happening. But mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. that aside, the fact that you're acknowledging it is a, a leap ahead. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's. I think it's about just about education and and you know not people not all of a sudden coming for you all the time whenever you say something but saying like you know what like that word's not cool to say anymore right. and i think you and i've had the conversation maybe two or three times about when you say the word queer all the time and because that's how i identify I'm, i don't say that i'm a gay man i mean i'm gay but i yeah. identify now as queer it's just embodies and my sexuality and uh, myself and what I identify with more right now is that I am a queer man and so when you say something oh that's so queer like it just kind of makes <laughs> me be like oh you know but I'm not gonna be like oh she's such a bitch well, yeah um, no friends but, but but I become so hyper aware of it because I'm around so many people who are younger than me and maybe it isn't even age but just you know orientation that um I 
I often catch myself in things where I just feel terrible. Well, you know what? And a lot of people in our generation, there's a really fine line that we I just talked about in a class between activist and advocate. Mm. And a lot of people jump into the activist role a little too prematurely. And that's <gasps> brilliant. That's genius. And that's you can so be true. an advocate for a community. You can be an advocate, but not everyone is qualified to be an there's so this out there's three levels there's ally advocate and activist oh my God. and i think the issue with our generation is a lot of people really do want to make things great and a lot of people do want to correct all the wrongs but they jump straight from like human they like skip straight to activist process and yeah it's okay to just be an advocate. It's okay to just be an ally. I just want to be an ally. I it's want to okay be a to good be ally. An, an activist. <laughs> and that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. By asking questions, by yeah. being open. Now, you know, I always think advocate is a great place to be, but everyone's like, no, you're an activist. But it's like, you know, it's a scary place to be because you don't want to be that person saying, you're wrong, I'm right. Like the whole reason yes. we're doing ABLE is to say, hey, we're just landed on the table. We're not judging. We're not pooping on someone else's mm. perspective. We're just telling you this is the world as it is, and we're going to show it to you, and we're going to ask that's questions. And that's beautiful. Now, did, wasn't there something that happened with the two of you? I told him on, on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So this was <laughs> like classic. Like, I love this woman more than life itself and support her in everything I do. And and we have another friend who has a disability. He's an amputee, and he was also in this show with us. My dog is barking during all of this. Aww. Don't say inappropriate words to her. She's being empathetic. She's an ally. <laughs> She's, She's an, an ally. ally. She's an activist. My dog is an activist. So anyway, so we're in this group text that the, the whole cast of Bastard Jones has, and, and I was praising Evan Ruggiero yeah. for something that he did. He, he either he was up for an award or he, he all this great stuff's been happening for him and I said oh my god you're such an inspiration and then like 20 minutes later Allie posts on like, Facebook how dare I hate when people call people with disabilities inspiring and I'm like oh my god she's talking about me and I was, that, I was here just, that day yeah, that, we're, was, that was one of my premature um uh, activist moments. No, but I get it. But it was like I went, oh my God, what did I say? Why is it bad to say? Because he does inspire me, whether he had two legs or one leg. Right. He inspires me because he is fearless and fierce about just going after what he feels is his. Well, and that alone, like the fact that you just said that statement, like because X, Y, and Z, like that, yeah. that just like remedied the whole issue whether you want to call it an issue or not you have one leg and you're inspiring i get that so we talk about that a lot on able we talk about how disability is a lot of times or disability portrayal or the way people see disabilities is like inspiration porn which think about all the movies that you see which i get it right we're like they're the underdog and they come out on top or like they're doing everything that this person does but with two or with one arm you know or whatever so there's a fine line, but that yes. was definitely me, and I'll own But I up. get you had a reaction to it, because you like, you were in the midst of a of meeting Abel, about and it. And, yeah. All I hear is hearing the words, like, inspiration porn, and don't call me inspirational, like, call me Kevin, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Now I, I understand it. it, though. But, you know, mm. it's funny, because I still, I have moments where my friends will tell me that to me. They're like, oh, you're, you're and in, in, not to be like, right. tight too. You but are people, inspiring, but it has but nothing to do with your vision. That. People it has say to that do with to your vision like, of the well, world. Also, I don't know. I mean, yeah. but also at the same time, like you, you guys did a show together, and you guys had this sword fight, and you know, you're saying that you're visually impaired, and that's kind of amazing that you can do that. So you is that is that is that okay to say like that? That's like 
I mean, that's that's inspiring Inspiring? I guess I mean I I don't know maybe it's just living in the discomfort that okay I like that you know because I think we're it's just words and we're getting so I think in everyone's um uh exaggerated activism can we call it or accelerated activism yeah, accelerated a- activism active activists before you're really ready we're getting very hung up on semantics and on words and on terminology mm-hmm. as opposed to actions that's it i totally get that okay. i was literally just talking yeah. um about how i instead of like yelling from the rooftops my issues with language like okay Olivia, if you have a problem with this word or this terminology or this idea have you brainstormed a hundred other different ways to say it yet mm. because i was saying a recent one for me is the word accommodation for people with disabilities like yeah. oh we need to give you this accommodation it makes it seem like like you need this like that you, that you are needy Special. or that you are weak, or, 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 weak yeah. or like you need something or fancy else. right or accommodations just something. <laughs> yeah. right? i know right i should just be called very I don't know. interesting but i'm looking for a different word for that but i'm not going to go around you don't and be like say assistance because that implies mm-hmm. right and then there was like i don't know can we talk about the casting director that yeah, yeah so there was an un- unnamed casting director that um ali went into audition for and ali had her sides on the ipad and this casting director said Oh, I, I'm accommodating you by making these large print sides. And Ali's like, no, it's okay. I'll use my iPad. And she goes, no, I, 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 this is an accommodation. Oh, um, wow. Like, I did this for you. Like, you should use this. And I was just like, oh, my audition flopped because I was, like, turning all these pages. Of because, course. You know. Mm. But, oh, my God. Tilly. Tilly's you, having a point of view. Tilly is an activist for sure, she girl. Is. Um, Tilly just got groomed, so she wants attention. I mean, don't we all? When we just get our blowout done. Right. Like, like, yeah, the blowout. She's like, I'm to not blow. getting enough. <laughs> I'm just constantly shaking my head. Like, will someone notice me? Will a breeze pick it up? <laughs> that is wow. Well, I mean, this also happened with my parents um, when I was home. I think I might have talked about this last weekend with you, but we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and a that's like a lot for. Parents for parents to watch yes. from Scranton parents that have never Scranton. seen, you know, a drag queen. B, there was a lot of questions. And I saw myself becoming frustrated when my when my dad was like, so that's a tranny? And I was like, you can't say that. And then he's like, so is it a hermaphrodite? I'm like, you can't say that. But instead of, I jumped right to activists. I didn't, I didn't and then my dad, who so grown and so amazing, he goes, well, can you explain it to me so I can understand? Because Good. what I'm coming from is that like, you know, there's a hermaphrodite and there's a tranny, and that's like what I know. And I'm not either of those. <laughs> I mean, so I don't, you, yeah, you right. Know, so, so he doesn't um, know. What and to then do my mom, that. you know, went read immediately to like, do you want to be with? Like, do you want to be a drag queen? And I'm like, mom, I don't want to be drag. Like, no, mom, like they're awesome, but it's a, it's a, it's an art form, but it's something to educate people on, especially if they've never seen it, and it's the finale, and it's a lot. You know, you you know, you guys know about. I could not imagine my family in Alabama like sitting down for a night of drag race. Like it just. I had to explain what tucking was. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was. You know, I saw a living, breathing moment on the street that made me think of our whole discussion about this. I was walking yesterday on Eighth Avenue, and this tourist guy and his little boy, who maybe was ten. Were walking down the street and this major tranny crossed the street and was like looking for as much as see I called her a tranny but I did lacage and they call each other trannies They're just a word you made it mm-hmm. so what am I supposed to say now 
Okay, you guys. Go. Take a breath. <laughs> Everyone take a breath. Oh. Here it is. Here it I'm is. I'm like getting the same. So, okay, in 2010 and 11, I did... Right, Wakanda but in 2010 and 11, it was okay to say tranny. And in 2012, I did the tour, and and it was okay to say tranny then. It was trannies, and they okay. called themselves trannies. And right, it was we okay to say that then. It. So what happened, and what am I supposed to say now? <laughs> Just tell me. Well, um, breathe, everyone, breathe. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that word has uh, become now. slowly become non PC to say because okay. it's offensive to the transgender community. I get that. And so if someone that you saw across the street was a drag queen. Yes. Or if someone was that was. a drag tra- queen. Okay. Is that okay? So you can say. Yeah. You but can is say a this. drag queen sort of de- de- derogatory now too? To call somebody a queen? See? I, I don't think so. No. I love queens. Yeah. I, have, I, I queens, know a lot of queens. Yeah. That's okay. Queen's fine. So and I'll, because if you say if you call someone a tranny across the street, like you don't it's know if that's a drag queen, you don't know if that's someone that's transgender, okay, or transsexual. But that's not a good word either anymore. Look at his face. <laughs> well, you see what we go through, we old people. We're trying. <laughs> no, I know, and I'm. I'm we're here also to just learning live in too. the middle. We're, no, but we're also yeah. Ali. We, we talked about this earlier. Like we're still learning too. And I feel like every day there's new words that are out and that all of a sudden it's just like how we talked last week that millennials have to know how to do Instagram. We have to yeah. know how to do Snapchat. We have to know how to do all the things. And you have know to do about our activism. Stuff. You have to do your activism. Slow down. I'm here to say slow down. And I yeah. didn't even get to tell you so the tell, story. Go back to okay, your so seeing, seeing the voluptuous drag queen was crossing the street and he was living. He was just loving it full out and wanted everybody on the street to know who he was. So he was talking really loud loudly about his next event with his friend and where they were going and this little 10 year old boy saw him and I saw him see his future he was so (laughs) amazed by this guy woman person transgender person and he I saw a light bulb go off for him and his father had no idea his father's walking down the street on the phone and they're calling the mother they had just gone to see some Broadway show and he's like Billy talk to mom and tell her about the show and he's looking over his shoulder on the phone to see where the drag queen had gone and I saw him looking at the drag queen's butt I'm sorry he was mesmerized and he's like yeah mom I love theater and I love New York he's like I love the show and I want to see it 65 more times it was Ring of Keys. He was so adorable, and it was such a powerful moment. And Dad had no idea, but wow. I saw it all. And I'm all for him. I'm on his side, whatever we choose to call him or the person he saw crossing the street. <laughs> Do you understand this? My yes. heart is with all of it. Yes, I know. No, I know you have right a big words. heart. I know you have a big heart. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think it's, all, it's also tricky when you so. You know, you you say you saw a, a drag queen, yeah, and then you say maybe or maybe it was a transgender person, yes. um, but it was you don't know, and then you say he, I and did. then I so, said so, it all so, wrong. so no, it's okay. So instead of he, Easy what you now. can what now you can say is they, they, yeah. and then there's the whole they discussion. You're gonna be late for class because this is a whole other. Well, no, it's it's just it's just Explain if you don't know if you me. don't know then you can say they. That. Then it's not it's not locking an agenda for somebody. But it's bad grammar. I'm sorry. I uh, yeah. I can't with it because it's t- t- terrible grammar. And so why are we improving things by just using bad grammar to protect everyone? You know what, Cheryl? With the way words are these days, it might change in a year. 
Okay. And it'll be something else. But. I, we were joking, but yeah. I would say my father would say things like he, she. I mean, terrible, terrible. This is where we're trying to move away from well, all Well, we this are. And, and it's, all, it's it. one discussion at a time. It is one, one discussion. little nibble. Little discussion. Just, it's like a little charcuterie board, and you can only go for the prosciutto right now. And That's then, like, right. But I think that it's, gr- it's great because we can all help each other learn, you know? Yes. And, Ali, I didn't, I didn't, you taught me, like, I didn't know... I never thought about it. I never thought about if someone was um, disabled to to if I if I saw some incredible performance to not say oh wow I'm inspired by that because they were disabled and how that actually has a negative connotation you know and and, yeah and you know you're you have opened my eyes to that and and how I might have um, not known specifically verbiage yeah well what's tricky to a lot of my friends who have disabilities and i will all tell you like we go in for these parts that are visually impaired or like my friend will go in for roles that are in a wheelchair because she is too or mm-hmm. my other friend will go in for roles who are deaf and we typically don't get the roles that are written for the actor with the disability because they're written as like an archetype and mm-hmm. we don't really play i mean yeah we're all acting right. whatever but we don't get the like most of us play roles that are just they happen to like it's like oh you're Whatever. Let's let me think of something good. Um, oh, you are Violet and Violet, and you just happen to have like how cool would that be? Yes. But it's not. That role is kind of about. Something. Never mind. That makes sense. That, that would be fair. But do you but, feel like that? Sometimes they feel like they're substituting one one disability for another. Like Violet has gone through this oh, that's experience interesting where that she said, has a scar. So then, if you were visually impaired, that would be cool to have you play that it part. Like we small. talked about it. Yeah. So there's this term in the disability community called "cripping up," and it's like, like cripping because I am visually impaired. It's not Whoa. even a, it's not even a fierce term. I don't like to say, but it's just a term that's been in the community for yes. a long time. Like for example, I'm visually impaired, so a lot of times I go in for roles that happen to be blind. Now I'm not blind, but they think, and in, in the community they feel it's better to have someone who at least identifies closely with yes. the disability. So for example, a ton of different disabilities require the use, or you know, might. I'm trying. To, I mean, again, it's I'm always looking for the right words, right? right? A lot of people in, like, everyone in a wheelchair doesn't have the same disability, right? So, like, right. just said the character has, you know, you was paralyzed or has yeah. CP or has, you know, there's a million different things that require the use of a chair. So, just say the character's written with cerebral palsy, but this character, you know, was in an accident. And, right. like, well, it's closer it's because closer. it's a wheelchair. So, it's tricky, right? So, that's a term thrown around a lot. But then mm-hmm. I was saying... <laughs> this casting director about who made the big deal about accommodating me also brought me in when I was very early on in my career and I just thought any appointment I should take for a character in a wheelchair because she said, well, you know, we couldn't find any actors with a wheelchair that, who used a wheelchair that we like, so we're going to look for other disabilities because it's all the same. Like, it, oh, and it was wow. just like, oh, like, it was so bad. Wow. It was so bad. And I was like, I didn't know. I was like, another one. Cripping down. Yeah, that is called cripping down for sure. <laughs> I or, love this. Or, wow, yeah. It's, it's I really don't love it. It's hideous, so, no. but I, I love that this expression exists and how wrong it is in so many levels. But then there's the whole discussion of characters mm. like Violet or Laura in Glass Menagerie where right. they're not... The, their, their situations in both of those pieces, it's more about, like, the anxiety they feel about how they're different than the actual... Dis- like, the disability isn't even the thing, exactly. right? Mm. Like, I saw both versions of Glass... The, both of the recent versions of Glass Menagerie, and I 
Oh no, I don't want to say this. I'm scared okay. to say this on the air, it's but okay. I feel like this the most recent one exploited disability and yeah, the one before it wasn't about the dis I mean it was At about all. the anxiety around it, but it, it's right. the focus shouldn't be how you know these characters weren't written that way. Violet wasn't like I don't know. You just have to really think about what the piece is trying to say as well. Anyway. It's I important. It. You Ooh, said no, it and you can't say it. That's why we're here. We can say it. And we've uh, had this discussion, you and I, and, and, and it it's true. Um gosh, this is this is a whole other episode. We could go on for a long time about this. And but as I always again, say about all of it, big discussion. It's but it's big one, conversation. one conversation. One conversation. We need to keep the conversation going, right? Yeah, so we got some good points in here. We did. We did. We did. We, so we end the show always with a challenge okay. for the week to come. So, hmm. if there could be a challenge for you, Allie, Allie B, what would your challenge be? Well, you wait, you guys yourself. go first. I don't, oh. I know, that's unfair yeah, for her. Yeah, I'm the guest. Okay. <laughs> Can right. I, cha- I want to challenge you both to, to, to giving me, a, a, like, a cheat sheet for old people. <laughs> that's fair. Not even a cheat sheet, but just, let's make it, you know, so that it's a respectable thing. But just give, explain to me. The non-binary world, the, the 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 disability world, and some of the terminology that's current and that is preferable, so that I can be respectful. Yeah, All is right. that possible? I'll take that it's like an inclusion cheat sheet. An cheat inclusion cheat sheet. Because I love the word inclusion right now instead of diversity because it's about including everyone. That's so. beautiful. Okay, well, so yeah, I'm gonna challenge myself to go back to you know the most basic slogan from the program of just one day at a time, especially on this trip. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get ahead of myself. If I'm tired, you know, my favorite phrase is halt. If I'm hungry, I eat. If I'm angry, I eat. (laughs) If I'm lonely, I, you know, touch myself. (laughs) And if I'm tired, I go to sleep. So, when I think of <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to go we on this trip to not to not do uh, to not do the temptations that to will not come. Do the temptations, mm, except great. for a listen to the temptations. Mm. I love the. I mean the yeah, band, the band. Like, listen not to the, the temptations. Allie, <laughs> oh, I mean my challenge again. I think is to slow down and to constantly remind myself of that. I think the greatest leadership actually comes from vulnerability. I've read a lot of Brene Brown recently and it's just Mm -hmm. to constantly slowing down, I think involves checking in and checking in involves being real with yourself. So for me, my mind is so fast and go, go, go. And I have 40 million projects all the time. So Mm. my challenge is to slow it down and just be where I am in the moment. We're all gonna just be in the moment. We all Mm. need it. Um, If you have any questions, if you have any challenges, if you want to hit us up with anything, any terminology, you disagree, you agree, hit us up at boomerandthemillennial at gmail.com. That's two L's, two N's in millennial because no one knows how to spell that, including myself. (laughs) Thank you. Boomerandthemillennial at gmail.com. Bye. Namaste. Namaskar.